Hello and welcome to Mixed Feelings, a podcast about news, politics, and pop culture on the Real AFM network. I'm Quinn Rose, and I am here as always with my co-host, Jillian Parker. Hey everyone! Hey Quinn! Hello, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Um, I had my Danish final yesterday, and I did not speak in German for the oral part, so that is an improvement from last year. Congratulations. I'm happy and proud of you. Yes, so was my professor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jillian was really funny because we had um, a formal the other oh, day, no. and she was like, I'm going to fail my Danish uh, my Danish final tomorrow. <laughs> and we're like, no, Jillian, you're going to be great. It's going to be okay. Yeah. <laughs> It was fun, though. Formal was fun. I'm glad I went. Yeah, I'm glad you went, too. Everybody went. It was yeah, and fun. we actually took semester, like, we actually took nice pictures for the semester. Well, sort of. We took pictures, period. They were nice. <laughs> they were nice. But yeah, formal was great, and now we're just in finals. Um, not great. It could, could be better. Yeah. We're almost done, maybe. No. When, okay. <laughs> when do you get to go home? And, like... A week and a half. Okay, well. On the plus side, though, oh, I should mention this, probably at some point, I think, I'm going to PodCon, um, which is, when this episode comes out, it's like two days from your now. Um, So that's cool. I don't know if I mentioned that on the show before. If you're at PodCon, say hi. Um, It's a convention for podcasts, if that wasn't clear by the name. Um, When is that? It's the... 9th and 10th it's this weekend <laughs> okay but yeah i just like i haven't slept a lot in the past couple of days and it's starting to catch up with me but on the plus side i had a secret santa exchange the other day and my secret santa got me a really nice tea mug and so <laughs> we're gonna make it through we're gonna survive yeah those are so nice it actually is really nice it's a david's tea infuser and travel mug this is not sponsored by david's tea but i wish it was <laughs> Yeah, we don't usually have a lot of follow-up on our episodes um, because that's not really the nature of how our stories go, but we're going to start with a little bit of follow-up this time because people had feelings. (laughs) Apparently, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so, which is funny because if you follow me on Twitter, I I actually tweeted this episode and I was like, have fun yelling at your phones, Um, and people confirmed that this is indeed what happened. Uh, Actually, she should have just changed it to have fun yelling at Jillian (laughs) because... Well, that's pretty much what happened, but it's fine. I just want to say that, you know, all those people who said, like, I was so frustrated and I like couldn't even listen to this and all this stuff, like, I had to edit it. <laughs> just think about that. <laughs> yeah, well, whatever. I'm over it. Um, you don't have to listen to me. You can literally just mute me. <laughs> like, I'm not, I'm not trying to convince you that, like, you should definitely listen to me. I'm just, like, allowed to... I'm allowed to voice my own opinions, and I don't think my opinions should be attacked if I'm not enacting anything, but whatever. It's fine. This whole- it's a free country, so do you do you. Okay. Well, so with this whole thing, um, if you happen to not catch our last episode, so we talked about net neutrality for most of the episode, and Julie and I very much disagreed about it, um, and so the basic point that we were arguing is, so I um, really passionately believe in net neutrality, and... like i think this is a fair summation it's not that you think it's not that you definitively think we shouldn't have net neutrality it's that you don't agree that net neutrality is necessary yeah i just don't agree that it's the end all be all Mm -hmm. um but and so that this by default ended up being a conversation of me arguing for it and jillian countering my arguments um in that way yeah pretty much so yeah that's how it went down um and people like which 
I expected um, because this is the audience of this show is like very tech slanted because mm-hmm. we're on the Relay Network. Um, and so people had a lot of feelings, and which I totally understand. And, you know, I also think Jillian's wrong, but like that was the point of the conversation. <laughs> yeah. That's how it goes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but that's the thing is like, and so p- people have the right to say whatever they want to say. Um, but Jillian also has the right to say whatever she wants to say. Yeah, pretty much. I think that's, that's pretty much the point we would make. Most people, I think, like, said their piece and that was fine. Some people were excessive and mean. Don't be mean. There's You can make your point without being an asshole. No, I mean, you can totally be an asshole and be mean. You just can't expect me to respond to you because I just, I have, like, my own filter and I'm just like, oh, this is mean. I'm just going to disregard this. So, no, yeah, continue to tweet whatever you want. Continue to be mean to me, but I'm just not going to, I'm just not going to respond. Actually, I'm very bad with responding, period, but especially if you're super aggressive. Yeah, there's that. I also that's my filter for real life. This person is being mean. I'm going to not respond to them. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> if you can't say anything nice, don't say anything at all. I mean, actually, there's a lot of pushback on that. I think you're there are times where you can not be nice and it's fine. But that was just something I grew up yeah. the Catholic school preaching. <laughs> anyway, to conclude this, um we were just kind of wanted to acknowledge it because this is like by far the most uh feedback/push pushback we've ever gotten an episode but yeah and i just want to say from my perspective like i like based on what people were saying like i agree with the people who um mostly responded to this episode and like that was the point that i was arguing but i also like not only do i respect you and i like respect your opinions even if i don't agree with them because i know that like you are coming from a genuine place but that you are representing the opinions of like a lot more people than just you Mm -hmm. and so like there, I mean, there are a lot of people who are against net neutrality. Period. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are the, there are a lot of people who, like you, um, aren't necessarily against it, but don't also like believe strongly in it or don't believe that it's necessary. Right. Now, granted, I think that like based on the way the world in, at large or the country at large has reacted, that like you are in the minority for this particular. Opinion. Yeah, I mean, probably, definitely. But regardless, like that is like a real valid thing that people feel and i and i I just when this kind of reaction happens and that people get like very incensed on twitter about it okay but you can't just discount what someone is saying and not make any attempt to like not necessarily like meet you in the middle or something like that you're allowed to, to to hold on to your own opinions if you decide that's right but to understand or even just recognize that like other opinions exist Mm -hmm. and that people come from different perspectives even if you don't agree with those perspectives i guess is the point i'm trying to make that is kind of the point of the show yeah and i think i don't know i think i was just like sort of taken aback in the fact that like i don't think i was trying to convince quinn to like change her mind i think i was just like you know playing devil's um advocate so when people like just like tweet statistics at me i'm just like i'm not trying to convince you like you don't have to listen to me or even like agree with anything i say like it's just one of those things where i was just like why are you so invested in trying to convince me when I'm just like, okay, you know? Well, but I can also understand, like, if this is something that people feel very strongly about, then they're going to want to react to what it is when they so strongly disagree with And But I feel like the like, point is to, like, that. convince someone or to, like, I feel like if you're going to disagree with someone, it's to enact change or to, like, get a politician to, like, vote, like, one way or the other or, like, make a policy this way or that way i am literally a college student just minding my own business <laughs> sipping tea <laughs> well on that point though what i what i will say is if you are someone who was frustrated by that episode which 
same honestly like <laughs> i really hope that beyond just being frustrated by the episode and or tweeting at jillian that you are contacting the fcc the people on the fcc and like speaking to people in your life who may just not even be aware of mm-hmm, this issue definitely. and like if you i mean and again like feel free to tweet at us whatever like we are here we are putting our opinions out there and putting them in a space where they can be responded to um yeah that's called a podcast but and so <laughs> so we're, and I just, like the point of this whole segment is not to say like don't tweet at us like totally do that but if you care so strongly about this i just sincerely hope that you are also like going to other people and going to the people who can enact change in this way as you are trying to convince jillian if that is your prerogative yeah retweet to what (laughs) quinn just said okay yeah go out there defend net neutrality please Mm -hmm. yeah sincerely quinn (laughs) also just a general disclaimer i guess i was before we move to our next topic i just want to say that i will make two exceptions in libertarian land or my world of libertarian land where there are arguments for government intervention so everyone buckle up we're about to take a road trip number one is children if you are under the age of 18 and my taxes are going to education healthcare, whatever i that's fine like whatever you want like you can if all my money goes to anyone who's under 18 like that's fine i have no arguments against that and number two is nature which brings us to our next topic um so our next topic is basically just how president trump wants to reduce the land that's in two really important national parks um bears ears and grand staircase escalante in um utah and so this, if this goes through, this would be the largest reduction of public lands protection in U.S. history. Yeah, this is a bit of a fun, new, exciting thing that they're doing. And these are monuments that were established under the 1906 Antiquities Act. Um, so, and it would be the first time that anyone's tried to, like, modify national parks under this act in over 50 years. So that's going to be an interesting legal situation. It's kind of unclear, I think, that if if he will legally be able to do this or if it will get tied up in courts, I'm, people will sue him. Because, I mean, there are lots of environmental ge- groups that I think are, are going to join in on um, suing him and the administration for these changes and, and attempting to get it overturned. But what's really interesting is who's the p- people leading the charge are Patagonia, like the clothing brand, because they're into outdoorsmanship and nature and hunting. and. No, yeah, they're really yeah. into... Um, protecting the environment, which is awesome, <laughs> except uh, they are called Patagucci because <laughs> they, I don't know, like their classic sweater or whatever is like $95, but it takes like less than five bucks to actually make. So it's just interesting because like, obviously some of it goes to protecting the environment, but a lot of it is just, you know, profit. But yes, capitalism. Mm-hmm. Just, yeah. Okay, whatever. But yeah, and I do want to I do want to stress again that we go to college in New England, um, and there's a lot of Patagonias around, and they're not by outdoorsy people. But alas, oh yeah, yeah, I but, have a ton of Patagonia, and I'm the least outdoorsy person I know. Uh huh. But it is interesting because I mean, you go to Patagonia.com, their landing page, and the first thing you see is a giant banner that says "The President Stole Your Land," and it says, "In an illegal move." The president just reduced the size of Bears Ears and Grand Staircase Escalante National Monuments. This is the largest elimination of protected land in American history. So they're pretty serious about it. And I th- and like there are going to be a lot of groups, like I said, that are going to be pretty serious about it, too, because it is, you know, legally dubious. 
um, even beyond like any kind of ethical considerations, it might just literally be illegal and the courts will stop him from doing this. Yeah, and it's also just like an insane use of power. Like, just like, oh yeah, like the president says this and now it could like actually happen. And it's just one of those things where it's like, well, so much for checks and balances because the government has become too large. And that's my theory, but whatever. This is a really divisive issue though, because some people really believe that there's too much protected land and that more of it that more of it should be available for like you know like oil drilling and that kind of thing mostly um trying to get fuel some other economic purposes but that's pretty much the number one thing yeah i get that like how it's what this is supposed to do is supposed to encourage businesses and like be good for the economy and things like that but i think just there's just something about like going into like just radically changing things i think it's one thing to like argue for like oh we should not make this protected land because of this this and this and like economic reasons and maybe i can get behind that but the fact that they're like actively changing something that has already been decided is where i'm like not not great i just have to spit this in general like your values fascinate me why (laughs) i just like at the beginning you were like there are two things that i my exceptions to libertarian land and it's children which i can get that and nature and i was like okay because I mean, we were talking about the paris accords in earlier episodes and you were not for that yeah i mean i think it's just like the potential for government interve- intervention not just like everything that has to do with nature i'm like yes government intervention and i think it's just like so with like the paris climate treaty agreement like i think i was just more for it for like the political reasons not necessarily like n- the nature reasons because like you can promise whatever you want, but, like, that doesn't ensure things are going to actually happen, right? And this, you're actually actively moving people from their homes. <laughs> so that was just me, like, that's just the difference here, I think. And there's also, and, and even in terms of the economic discussion, like, these national parks are do sustain the jobs of many people because, like, there are lots of people who work at these parks as guides and who maintain the grounds and, like, all sorts of stuff. Um, and then a lot of people all would be losing their jobs through that um, if this goes through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But this is a very, this is a contentious issue, um, especially, like, in Utah and in other parts of the Western United States where this is happening. Um, because, there, like, there are genuinely a lot of people who believe that um, these lands should be utilized in different ways. But there are also, you know, a lot of people who believe that they should be preserved and, and maintained as national monuments for people to be able to visit and to to preserve this amount of nature what i find interesting about the whole like nature preservation thing is because i'm from maine right mm-hmm. and so n- no one lives in maine and it's just land <laughs> the population density of maine is so low but that's because it's like it you can't you can't grow a lot there because it's so cold all the time so we just grow like a lot of potatoes and blueberries and and just everything is covered in trees and it's very rocky and hilly and all of that. And so I'm not necessarily suggesting that like everyone should move to Maine or that the, the land is like the most useful land in the world. But it is just like cities are so overpopulated in so many different parts of the world. And then you have diff- some regions that are just wide open land for miles and miles and miles. And it is very weird, the disparity there. Mm-hmm. I just... I don't know why I feel so strongly about this, because usually I'm pretty, like, ambivalent towards, you know, everything that the government does, but, um, I don't know, I just, like, I think a lot of what the libertarian stance is, 
is like understanding that what's already done like has been done like yes we can argue against social security but like there is no way it's ever going to be dismantled because that would like you know cause such an uproar and no one would ever get elected for <laughs> saying hey let's get rid of social security um so i think it's more of the whole like trying to keep things pareto efficient and just well which they're not anyway but anyways with without trying to make such big changes and causing excessive harm and i think this is where it's like one of those things where it's like you're taking something that was you're taking land that was per- set aside for this purpose and it has been for a really long time and then now you're letting this one person come in and be like hey let's get rid of it and it's just like like that you know so i think yeah that's my argument although libertarians would probably be probably be like very for this of all the things that go- the government does i feel like the national parks service and like that area of the government is like pretty cool pretty legit not as wrapped up in in politics and and these games that people play as kind of everything else is <sighs> support national parks they're free they're pretty great Woo, teddy roosevelt so instead of in not really super related note but also yay for science there is there has been the first baby born out of um a uterus transplant sorry i said you try so hard to make transitions and i I really adore you for it (laughs) a for effort c minus for execution so for the first time in the u.s a woman who was born without a uterus uh gave birth and this happened in texas and it's really really cool because this you know, it's not very common that a baby comes out of a uterus that was transplanted into someone's body. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's the first time. Yeah, you yeah. know. <laughs> this is pretty amazing. I mean, so uterus transplants aren't super common, um, but they do happen. And they're, they're, what's happening right now is this uterus transplant clinical trial at Baylor, um, which is this this hospital in Texas. And so um, this woman was part of this trial. And so she... So she was born without a uterus, and then um, a living donor um, who decided that she did not want her uterus donated hers. And so this other woman um, was actually able to not only, like, her body was able to accept the uterus, but she was actually able to become pregnant and have a natural birth, which is just science. Yeah. That's amazing. It's pretty mind-blowing. And it's awesome because I guess it does open up, you know, the door for... Um, other ways like you can have children I mean I know that there's like IVF and things like that but also just like just I know that they're trying to pose this as something that's like oh another great option for people who like want to like have kids but it's like also very expensive well yeah there's that but that's the thing is these kinds of technologies are going to be very expensive when they begin um, and there's there's a ton of medical procedures and things you can do that were so expensive to do the first time or to do it beginning and have now become affordable for the average person. And I think that these kinds of things like uterus transplants and IVF, they are very expensive now and fairly inaccessible, but that one day they will be accessible to a lot more people. And I think that's just going to open up a whole new world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, although it is interesting because like, I don't know, I just find this interesting because it makes me wonder, like, if this was around, like, you know, back when we were younger. Well, not not so that we could use it, but, like, if this was an option to, like, our our parents, um, 
it's just interesting because like the reason my mom adopted me my sister was because she like knew she couldn't have kids Mm -hmm. and so like it's a question of like oh like if this was a viable option like would she have done it things like that so that's kind of just me having an existential crisis but whatever it's fine it's fine (laughs) it's fine it's honestly fine although the catholic church is like not down with stuff like this apparently Oh, yeah? What's the Catholic Church thing? So I took it this morality class in junior year, and unless they changed the rules drastically... <laughs> in, like, the past six months? <laughs> well, no, like, since the, when I took it junior year of high school. Um, oh. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine if a Catholic ch- class was taught here? I thought you meant you took, like, a religion studies class. No, it was, it, was no liter- okay. it was literally morality. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, it was morality. And it wasn't, like, a philosophical, like, class. No, it was, it was like, just, no, like, here's morality. This yeah. is morality. This is what is right. That, okay, carry on. So what does the Catholic Church think? Um, so the Catholic Church thinks that, like, the, the Catholic Church, like, says that it's all about science and stuff like that. But, like, uh, are they really? Is it? Uh, anyways, so the point of this was... So stuff, so stuff like this, basically like IVF and, um, you know, when you try to have children, just not the typical, the conventional, traditional way of biologically having children in after the beautiful sacred sacrament of marriage, um, it's just not allowed. And I think it's, and the reason is because like the whole point of marriage and life and <laughs> life in general is to re or procreate with someone else who also like it's it's just like this long-winded thing of saying that unless you give birth naturally like you shouldn't be giving birth Mm -hmm. um which is like obviously problematic in so many ways but i think to me just the way that this like and i am all for like if you want are set on having biological kids and you will do anything to do that including you know getting a uterus implanted into you which i'm sure cannot be the easiest thing yeah um like good for you like that's you know that's where there's a will there's a way right um but it also just like makes me like kind of sad I guess just because like there are a lot of like children out there who like don't have homes and like I don't know I just feel like I know so many people or I've heard of so many people like like if you want to have biological children and you don't want to adopt that's fine but then like there's also this there's also like just don't necessarily like complain not complain but like talk about how so many children don't have homes when it's like well you does that does any i don't know if that that's not making sense but whatever that's just how i feel because i just have a very like personal um like relationship to the topic Mm -hmm. i i think i get what you're saying that like people who um have chosen to have biological children but also like are very concerned with the issue um of like children who don't have homes can come off as kind of hypocritical yeah i and i can understand why you feel that way and especially because of like your very personal relationship with this issue and i also know that you're like the reason this is hard to say is like that you don't want to discount anyone who has like biological children because i mean that is just yeah I guess, I guess what I'm trying to say is, like, I'm not trying to discredit anyone because, like, the amount of stress and, like, hardship that you have to go through to, like, go through um, all of this in order to have biological children, like, that's insanely, um, it's, that's an insanely hard thing to do, and I give you credit for that. I think my whole argument is that um, don't say, like, don't say that 
there are so many children out there who don't have homes and then go through all of this work and then tell me about it. Just It's just about, like, you can do all of this and I fine, but just don't, like, talk about it to me. It's, like, all about, like, knowing your audience, you know? <laughs> like... There's also like- <laughs> which, AKA what happened to me at Thanksgiving, LOL. Oh, but, wait. Oh, no. Yeah, so basically, um, this, one of my cousins, or, you know, she's, like, super, rem- <laughs> whatever. Anyway, basically, my cousin and um, her husband are, like, thinking about, like, having a baby, but, like, they they were just, like, thinking about, like, oh, well, what if you can't have, like, biological children? And then she was like, oh, then I just, like, wouldn't have children. And then someone was like, oh, well, you could, like, always adopt. And she was like, no, I'm not, like, crazy about that idea. And literally my sister and I were right there, and we were just like, this is so awkward. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, so I think it's just all about knowing your audience. And if you are going through all of this tr- trouble to have biological children, that's, like, great, but, like, don't necessarily like tell me about it and expect me to be like yay awesome i'm so glad you chose not to adopt you know so yeah that's my that's me yeah and i can get that and like just like from your own perspective like you just don't want that to be a conversation that you're having yeah um and then but on on the wider level there is like because one adoption is also like a very time-consuming and often expensive process Mm -hmm. um which is which is not accessible to everyone, which is really hard, and it's sad that that is so that 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 can be like so all consuming, especially adoption within the United States. Like, don't like so. I'm writing my thesis on child adoption, and child adoption like within the U.S. is insanely hard, um, just because like yes, of course you have to go through all these state regulations, but then like the waiting lists are so long and things like that. Um, but then I. My parents, like, went to China because there was just, like, such a supply supply and demand. <laughs> because there's just, like, such a supply. What's that line from Juno where they're like, oh, you should just go to China. They pretty much, like, shoot babies out of those, like, t-shirt guns because there are so many. Oh, my God. Um, and, yeah, my parents were like, yeah, like, we had to go, like, we had to fill out a lot of paperwork. But, like, the entire process is super expedited. And I was like, I was like, oh, my God, I'm basically Amazon Prime. <laughs> I'm just thinking of that meme of, like, that celebrity chef whose name I forget, and she always says, like, oh, if you can't make your own blank, store-bought is fine. Only if you can't make your own kids, store-bought is fine. (laughs) Oh, my God. I, like, had a conversation with someone who had uh, my college interviewer, actually, um, and he was talking about how because we, we were talking about how I was adopted, and he was like, I have two children who are adopted, like, my older one's adopted, and then I have, like, a younger one um, that I did not adopt, and he was just like, yeah, it's, like, funny, because, like, obviously I love them both, and they're both, like, my children, but we just call it, like, oh, I have a domestic good and a foreign import, <laughs> and I was just like, yes, relatable content. Oh my god, that's so cute. Mm-hmm. One of my really good friends is technically adopted by her father, so, like, her her mother is her biological mother um and then when she was like three she married like when my friend was three her mom married this guy who like has raised her entire life and is, is mm-hmm. her father an entire memory but um t- technically they both because technically her, her mom had to give her up for adoption and then adopt her back in order for her husband to be able to adopt her so for like 30 seconds this 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 child, child was an orphan <laughs> yes yeah, so she was like anyone could have taken you in those 30 seconds and i'm like i think it would i think, I think it's fine <laughs> but yeah and so but she wants to get a tattoo that says like um with 
and she wants to make it look like a, a barcode and have the label be like manufactured by and then her mom's name and then programmed by and then her dad's name. I was, yeah, I want to get a tattoo like that and it just like made in China. <laughs> but, um, no, that, no, that's cool. I think it's pretty cute. This has gotten pretty off topic. Kind of bringing it back. Um, yeah, having children is such an intensely personal decision. And like, I think that always of having kids is like valid and that they should be available to everyone. Shout out at um, laws that prevent uh, same sex couples from having children in the same ways in some places. And I like, and I think that like, I hope that someday like all people have access to not only. Um, things like IBS and then uterus transplants as it's become safer and more common and less expensive, but also that like things like adoption processes are able to be more accessible to everyday people and that like, and that we actually are able to like take care of like, for example, all the kids in the United States who are in the foster care system. And oh my God, like there are so many, mm-hmm. those babies. Yeah. I just like, I don't know. I just think it's, like, interesting how when I was, like, talking about this with my parents, um, they were, like, I was, like, oh, yeah, so you basically bought me. And they were, like, just, like, very, like, not okay with that, like, I guess, language. And I'm, like, well, when you think about it, it's, like, you spent money to have the adoption rights and to have rights to adopt me. So it's, like, you basically bought me. And then they were just, like. (laughs) Yeah, if I was your parent, I wouldn't appreciate that language either. (laughs) Whatever, it's fine. Yeah, people have different ways of talking about it. It is, it, it's... Different. Adopting does sound a lot better, though, than, like, I bought my child. I purchased her. <laughs> she was on sale. <laughs> Except it's just, like, really funny when I was growing up, because, like, people would be like, do you ever, like, miss your, like, real parents? And I would just, like, get so confused by that con... No, I knew what they meant, but I would just, like, I was a little, like, pain in the ass, so I would just be like, what do you mean, real parents? <laughs> like, my parents are at home. <laughs> and even though I knew they were trying to say, like, biological or blood-related, but, like, I was a little smart aleck and was mm-hmm. just like, hm, you, you guys don't know big words. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it is also, I mean, I, these, I assume these were kids saying this. Yeah, and then another kid was like, they were like, you're adopted? And I was like, yeah, and they were like, wow, you're so lucky. If I was adopted, my parents would give me everything that I want. And I was like, my parents do not give me everything I want. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you that. Oh, my God. <laughs> so bringing it back to this story for a minute, I just want to say um, we did mention, like, the process that this that goes on, and, like, this does obviously require surgery if you're going to go through this because, you know, you can't just, like, manifest a uterus mm-hmm. into someone else. But um, it's about 12 weeks of recovery. It's a five-hour... Oh, it's a 10-hour surgery. It's a 10-hour surgery because it's, like, five hours to remove the womb and five hours to it's put it in someone It's half a million else. dollars. It's half a million dollars. I didn't see that number yet. Uterus transplants are expensive, with some estimates putting the cost up to $500,000. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot. Some people, some people are really, really dedicated to having biological children. Yep. I am not one of those people, so I cannot speak for them, but I understand that that's incredibly important for some people and some families. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is fine. And um, I think just for me, like, I would just be like, oh, this is a sign <laughs> that, you know, I don't know, but whatever. Yeah. Um, that's just, like, for me personally, not, mm-hmm. like, anyone else. Yeah, I'm very unattached to the idea of having biological children. Same. One, because I'm kind of unattached to the idea of having children at all. Um, but I also, like, 
I'm already sick all the time, and I feel like pregnancy would not agree with me. No. <laughs> I don't have a strong constitution. <laughs> I'm terrified of pregnant people. What? <laughs> yeah, like, I'm just, like, terrified. I don't know. Maybe it's just... Maybe it's just because, like, I le- never, like, lived in the same house as a pregnant woman, and then, so I'm just, like, fascinated, but also just, like... Just because they're growing a human inside of them? Yes. They're, like, an incubator. <laughs> yeah, that's basically it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. They're um, not... They're they're kind of grow. They're growing kids, like, outside of um, humans now. Mm-hmm. So, it's only a matter of time, which is good, because the other article on this website, um, on the sidebar, which is a story we've already talked about, is that st- sperm counts are decreasing worldwide. Um, so, we gotta... We gotta get this under lock with science pretty fast. Yeah. Unless some higher being is looking at us like, "Mm, they should not be reproducing. (laughs) Which, you know. Yikes. Yikes. To just kind of meld this with our final topic of the day, it actually works out really well because we're just going to keep talking about babies. So, Lin-Manuel Miranda's wife is pregnant again. (laughs) Yay! We, for those who don't know, we love Lin-Manuel Miranda. Of course we do. um, Because he's amazing. And he's on our list. Wait, (laughs) Before we finish up the baby talk, do we want to share our lists that we mentioned on Twitter? Yeah, I okay. think we should. So we want to just share this real quick, because we mentioned it on Twitter a little while ago, and some people asked. Um, Jillian and I both made lists of 10 famous men that we're allowed to care about, because basically, there's been, the, with everything that's happened um, in the news, and in Hollywood and media in particular, and most of the, the people who um, these allegations have come against have been um, famous men, like, in Hollywood... And, you know, like, there are some people that we cared about. And, like, I found out Joss Whedon was kind of a creep. And, oh, my God, that made me upset. And, like, John Lasseter just had to step down from Pixar. And so what we've decided to do is we made a list of 10 men we're allowed to care about, which means that these are the only 10 men we're expending emotional energy on. And so if we want to add someone else to the list, we have to take someone else off. And so that way we're, like... And and if someone on this list, you know, it does, it does come out that they sexually harass or abuse someone and, like... You know, we have to let them go, but we are allowed a mourning period. <laughs> yes, we are allowed a mourning period. Um, and I actually, while this was happening, I just decided to change my number two. So it's like a matter of switching. And All right, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they are like roughly numbered as well. Yeah. So would you like to share yours? Yes. Yeah, so my first one is John Mulaney <laughs> because I love him. Um, and then my second one who I'm trading out is now going to be Justin Rowland, I think, is how you pronounce his last name. Basically, the guy who voices Rick and Morty. Oh my god. <laughs> because I love Rick and Morty. I just got into it, and it is the best show ever. Um, number three is Lin-Manuel Miranda, and then I have Chris Evans, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Andrew Garfield, Daniel Radcliffe, Cole Sprouse, and Watsky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, most of those are actors. Watsky is a rapper. He's a great rapper. Mm-hmm. Um, my list is um, Hank and John Green, um, who are the Vlogbrothers, Lin-Manuel Miranda, we have the same number three, uh, Mika, who's a singer I really like, the three McElroy brothers, um, who do My Brother, My Brother, and Me in the Adventure Zone, David Tennant, Ben Platt, and n- my number ten is Watsky. <laughs> there we go. Is it pre- also, also, our lists are so representative of the media that we watch, because mine is like five podcasters, two Broadway people, one of the doctors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. And mine's just like, most of them are just really attractive men in movies that I've watched. So mm-hmm. it's fine. So that's how it goes. Um, so if one of those uh, 
let's say wait, 18 people altogether. Mm-hmm. Um, if anything in the news happens, just know that we'll be really super sad about it. Yep. And yeah, see, just we, I just know that at least one of these people that we named, something's going to happen and then we're going to have to talk about it on the show. It's going to be real bad. With, maybe with tissues. <laughs> so back to Lyndon Well Miranda, I guess what we want to talk about now is just like, maybe not how he would raise his kids, but how would he raise his kids? <laughs> because he's so talented. So I'm just wondering if he, he would try to push his children in the direction of music. Yeah. Well, so here's it. So Lynn and his wife, um, Vanessa Nadal, um, who's an amazing woman in her, own, in her own right, uh, have one kid right now. His name is Sebastian and he's like three. Mm-hmm. And he's adorable. And the thing is, Lynn doesn't show any pictures of him on Twitter. And yes, Lynn, Wendell, Miranda and I are on first name basis. Um, mm-hmm. so there, there's lots of pictures of him on Twitter, but they're all from the back. And so he never shows his face, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then now like they just made it public up there having another baby. And I hope it's a girl because mm-hmm. a little baby girl would be so cute. But yeah, but I know that Sebastian does do some music stuff and he like has a toy piano that he plays around with and and sings little three-year-old songs. But I mean, I think that's pretty common for all kids at that age to mm-hmm. be into that as a toy. And so it's very interesting to see what he will do when he gets to the age where he will actually like, be taking music lessons and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so would you do that? Which, would I make my kids enter the same field as me? Well, that, or would you, like, push them in any sort of direction? Or would you kind of just be like, ah, do you? Well, I feel like just in general, um, like, I really like music, and that's a big thing for me. And, like, I really like Broadway, for example. And then I definitely would raise my kids, like, listening to Broadway soundtracks and introducing them to that and um, encouraging them to take music lessons. I actually, like, my parents are not very musical at all. They my mom really likes Broadway, which is where I came from, but they don't play really play any instruments or anything like that. But growing up, all all three kids were like, we want to play instruments. And so they were like, okay. <laughs> so we took a bunch of music lessons and stuff. And I, I would definitely encourage my kid to do that, but I also wouldn't be like upset if they were like, no. Oh, yeah. Um, this is going to be funny. And people are going to be like, what do you mean you like would do this because you're so libertarian? Okay, first of all, Libertarian is about government intervention. I am all about parental intervention. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I would be like a low-key helicopter parent, but just without the like... I feel like with helicopter parents, it's like kind of like a... Just like this connotation that the person is like nagging their children like the entire time. I think I would be more of the helicopter parent where it's like, no, you're doing this. I don't care kind of way. But whatever, that's just me. That's fine. Great. Yeah, I mean, it's not Sounds my good. problem. It's my kid's problem. Oh so. my god. <laughs> No, I feel like what I really want to do is I really want to build a home where, um, again, in the hypothetical situation in which I have children, which who knows, but I really want to build a home where my kids are able to be exposed to lots of different things and that they are able to pursue different avenues. Because like, that's kind of what my parents did for us is they basically let us try out anything that we wanted. Um, and I stuck with way too much of it and really stressed my parents out, but that's fine. <laughs> And so I, I would really, really want them to be into reading, I think. Like, I was a very book-oriented kid and would just, like, read constantly. And so I would, I would get my kids so many books. Um, 
end that and i would I, I would encourage them to get into music but i would be okay if they they weren't into it although i'd be we'd have to have a talk if they didn't like musicals mm-hmm. because i'm not gonna stop playing them so they gotta figure out how to live in this house <laughs> <laughs> but beyond that i mean if my kid really wants to play baseball i mean sure i think baseball is boring but i would go to their games and cheer them on you know uh, i don't know if i would <laughs> <laughs> you're on your own yeah pretty much um no yeah that's fair and i think that's like you know like just your whatever your kid is interested in just like supporting them and things like that which is like fine but my (laughs) i'm gonna have guidelines there's gonna be an outline it's like a musical instrument a foreign language a sport and something else that's that's my guideline for every child by every child i don't mean like i'm gonna have like three thousand children i mean like (laughs) two tops (laughs) And even that's a stretch. Jillian's going to make an army. (laughs) Well, I mean, if you're adopting, you think if you just adopt a kid from, like, every country, um, and then you can... Because then there are different parameters, so maybe people won't catch that you're adopting hundreds of kids, Mm -hmm. and then you can, like, yeah. Yeah, and then create a low-key. Oh, my God. I'm also going to be one of those parents that give give their kids allowances, but in order for them to be libertarian, like, as libertarian as possible, I'm going to make them pay taxes on their allowance, and then they will realize... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i'm gonna make i i will also have my kids pay taxes on their allowance but i will sit down with them and sh- and show them what charity i'm donating it to and show them that the good that they're doing in the world is they allow their money to go towards the less fortunate no i will not i will use it recklessly because that is what the government does <laughs> two different people <laughs> <laughs> there are two types of people which, to be real, are just, like, two different forms of unrealistic expectations of taxes, whereas yours is entirely negative and mine is entirely positive and neither of those things are true. Yeah, it's pretty much of just a very, like, ah. Well, our kids can hang out and they can come up with a middle ground. Yeah. <laughs> They'll be moderate, maybe. We'll see. <laughs> Would you ever send your kids to boarding school? Ooh. I mean, I think if it was genuinely the best opportunity for them and they wanted to go then yeah mm-hmm. yeah not in like before high school though right no that's fair yeah yeah um i think i wouldn't necessarily want my kids to go to boarding go to boarding school but if they like really wanted to i would let them um i just think it's interesting because like when i was my mom asked me the other day if i like wanted to have kids and i was like yeah why not and she was like what would you do with it and i was like what do you with mean? It? <laughs> she literally referred to it with a neuter pronoun. She was like, what would you do with it? And I was like... It's a little concerning, considering your mother has two children. Like, what? <laughs> no, I think she's just like... She, like, knows that I'm... I am not good with kids. Like, I know that for a fact. I am not good with children. But I think there's a difference between not being good with kids and not being good with your own kids. Yeah, for sure. I'm not good with kids either, but I'm fairly confident I could, like, keep one alive. <laughs> I know that's not all the parenting is, but um, I did have an amazing experience with a small child the other day, though, where I was playing this, um, not playing, but I I was singing in this, like, fun little free concert that um, some groups at school were doing for kids in the area, and so they were all sitting in the little rows, and there was this one kid, must have been, like, three years old, and she had giant chubby cheeks, and she was so adorable, Um, and then my friend and I were talking about her, because we just thought she was really cute, and she was wearing this sweater that said, Happy, and... Then I think, I was like, hey, I think Happy Baby's pointing at us. Mm-hmm. And then we looked over, and then her mom looked at us, and then she was like, oh, I think she likes your hair, because I have pink hair. She's like, pink's her favorite color. And oh. I was like, ah, the baby 
Thanks, I'm cool. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah, I think children in general are pretty cute when they're quiet-ish. I like kids between the age of, like, newborn to five. Not not that I have to deal with them, but, like, I think they're so cute. Um, And that's how they're going to get me because I think that babies are adorable. And one day my uterus is going to demand one and then it's going to grow up and I'm going to be too attached by the time I stop thinking it's actually that cute. Um, And then I have to just have one forever. (laughs) Yeah, I I would say that's like the golden years, that age range. I don't like babies that are in between the ages of like baptism and first communion. (laughs) Great. (laughs) Yeah, so. At any rate though, I do hope that Lin-Manuel Miranda's kids get into music because I love the idea of like family dynasties of these kinds of things. I totally understand if the kids don't want to because I like de- wouldn't necessarily want to follow in the footsteps of my parent if my parent was Lin-Manuel Miranda and that's a huge expectation to live up to. But it would, it, I think it'd also be cool if like they became a songwriting team and then like their best hits even surpassed their fathers and like created this whole beautiful story. Mm-hmm. I'm into that idea. It'd yeah. be a really good movie. Mm-hmm. I would watch that. And I think it's going to be it for us today. Um, oh, I want to throw one thing out there, which is funny, um, considering the timing that this happened right after our most controversial story, but it's actually just a coincidence. So um, this is our first episode with chapters because people have requested chapters before, um, but I didn't know how to do that. And I don't have a lot of spare time to like figure out how to do that. But Marco Arment of Overcast and also like who has shows on this network created something called forecast which like allows you to easily make chapters and it was in a format that i could understand and figure out how to use very easily so thank you marco and um check out overcast because in the forecast description it said this app is free but like please give me a shout out please give overcast a shout out on your podcast which i'm happy to do because it is the podcast player that i use so it's great um That's all I wanted to say. And now, if there's a story you really don't like um, and that's frustrating you, you can press the skip button and then you can cut to us talking about Meghan Markle, which is what we talked about after the net neutrality story last week. (laughs) So there you go. Um, Yeah. Now, if you want to find us on Twitter, you can follow us at MixedFeelingsFM, where you can tweet at us or send us a DM. You can find us online at relay.fm slash mixedfeelings, where you can find our show notes. And you could also find us in the Apple Podcast Store, where if you want, you could leave us a review. You can find me on Twitter at AspiringRobotFM. And I don't know why you would want to, but you can follow me on Twitter at underscore Jillian Parker. Thanks for talking with me today, Jillian. Thanks for talking to me, Quinn. Always a pleasure. I'm Quinn Rose. I'm Jillian Parker. And these were our mixed feelings. Ironically. (laughs) Oh my god, (laughs) leave me alone! Okay. This is not relevant at all, but as we were talking, a notification calendar event came up on Jillian's laptop that just said, eat sweet green at 10.30 a.m. It opens at 10.30 a.m. I always go at 10.30. Okay. (laughs) Okay.